Welcome to Inside the Upside Down on the Mike Ricksecker audio journey on MikeRicksecker.com. Welcome to Inside the Upside Down. I'm author and ghost historian Mike Ricksecker. With me, as always, is Shauna Wankel, our chat shenanigator from the edge of the rabbit hole. And tonight, we're going to be talking about music in the supernatural. And of course, since we're talking music, i got to point out the great music intro by Rio Yurasaro from Firesphere. Her stuff is epic. Yeah. Epically epic. I love it. It really is. It really is. And if you want to hear that full bit, um, that full piece, we actually play it on the podcast. The, the podcast gets uploaded here within the next day or two after the fact. And uh, you'll hear that whole thing uh, at the end of it, I guess, is when that goes. So, Or also, you could go to uh, the Fire Sphere page, music page, and find her on there because she posts links of like all of her music and stuff like okay, that. Okay, cool. And it's it's all great. Yeah, so there you go. Free plug for uh, Firesphere, who uh, do have some really, really cool music. So, yes. uh, so yeah, so we're going to get into uh, music, how that, uh, that, that really connects with uh, supernatural culture, uh, the way uh, culture views music, how it's been used throughout the, the ages. Um, yes, I'm, I'm wearing Motley Crue <laughs> for the dirt. i got to give them a free plug, too. So if you haven't seen it yet on Netflix, do so book is definitely better but the movie's fun yeah there there's a good cover of Livewire in there too yeah it's got that creepy kind of it's haunting cool and chilling yeah megan kabir yeah best best cover yeah yeah it's it was awesome. a really good cover better than some of the other covers <laughs> <sighs> so, so all nightmares. right so people are commenting that Frank was a, a great guest on uh, Edge of the Rebel. Hole. Yeah, we had a really uh, good time with him earlier this evening. So um, a lot of fun. <clears throat> good natured guy. So um, Tom's already throwing up some keyboards down there in the chat. Yeah, so so music and the supernatural. Um, it's a topic that... What's what? that green no, thing? No, don't stop. <laughs> it's not, that? it has nothing to do with anything. Okay. Don't worry about it. Okay. I was like, there was something green on me. What if, it, if there was a concern, I would have taken care of it. It's nothing. <laughs> Don't worry about it. So, um, yeah, so music and the supernatural. Uh, it's something I've wanted to talk about for a while. And this one is like really up Shauna's alley since she went to school for music. Uh, but, you know, I read an article years ago. I tried to find it, tried to dig it up. Um, of course, a, a lot of people talk about you know music and resonance and things like that for for healing, and we'll get into um, some of that. But um, it was an interesting article where they were talking about how uh, you know different music resonates with with different people, and it's it's kind of goes into why we all um, you know kind of relate to or have a, a favorite type of music or what have you, because when uh, a piece of music really you know hits with us that um that they were actually able to see like this blue glow 
you know, uh, come over people. And I, I forget what they were in. Like I said, I wanted to find the article because I forget what they were using to to measure and detect this and all that. But, you know, when people really resonated with a piece of music, this happened to them. And you having studied music, um, and I, I know you know what I'm talking about here. Yeah, I uh, music, music definitely uh, can move you and change your entire like energy levels, your energy period, just on its own. Um, it can inspire emotions. It can do music is universal and it affects everybody on different levels, but, um, it, everyone has a song that moves them for some reason or other that changes their energy, that changes how they're feeling that, I mean, everybody has a song. I have a few songs. But yeah, and there's there's some music that can basically just essentially zap you back to like a certain place in time, and all of a sudden you it's like you were just there. Yeah. What is that? Clairsentient? They call that. It's one of the clairs. Um, I think so. Okay. I think so. Somebody down in there or chat will know. Throw it in there. Which one of the clairs is it? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's clairsentient. I think so. So, but um, yeah, I mean, it's one of those. Uh, it, music is almost like food for the soul. You know, it's it, it really captures people, and different music captures people uh, in different ways. But it's something that is has always been a part of human culture. And we go back to, and there's uh, Trucker David Y with a uh, $2 super chat. Thank you, David. It says, Evanescence Amy Lee gets me all the time. There you go. Yeah. That's a great one. Yeah, she does. Yeah, we we're just She's listening amazing. to some Amy yeah. Lee earlier. So, um, yeah, but uh, throughout history, um, you go all the way back into the ancient days. You know, you see a lot of these different, um, you know, sites of power in, uh, you know, like Stonehenge. And, you know, people think that the uh, the, the Great Pyramids had been used for uh, sound. And in, in fact, um, the King's Chamber and those chambers above it, they say that all of that was for vibration and resonance, uh, which is really interesting. Um, but like our, our friend... Uh, Coyote Chris Sutton with his uh, with his his drums, his shamanic drumming, you know that was uh, you know meant to put people into a trans a trance like state in order to be able to tap into that spirit energy. I've missed out on it so far. Uh, I haven't gotten to experience it yet. But if you come to the Paracon, uh, Chris will be uh, doing some be drums. Yep. Yeah. Last year he was drumming down in the uh, very lower levels down there by the old mineral spring so you're talking about you know of course the the spring has since been um filled in but it's still there's like this open pit into the earth mm -hmm. and he's doing that drumming down there and so that's probably about as close as you're gonna like really get i mean you can definitely feel that the, and there's some human energy like just regular general you know in general human spirit activity down there but there's a lot of like really older energy too um you know and it's it's very it's very active like i mean it really you know spins around uh, without really causing the vertigo which you would expect but like i said it's it's a lot older uh, energy it's a lot stronger but at the same time at least for me it's very calm it has a very calming effect so being down there with him uh, doing the drumming would probably be a pretty yeah. 
that would be pretty wild. I hope to get down pretty there with cool. him uh, this year since we missed it last year. Because yeah. uh, he was only able to do it for a couple of sessions and he had to go. And that was, you know, before his surgery and everything. So Tom McNicholas, a music is like time traveling. Yes, very much so. Uh, Greg Rinkin and I used to get huge energy from Hendrix's Voodoo Child. Uh, one of my bootlegs really got to me. Cool, cool. Carrie Parrish, if music be the food of love, play on. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, music. I mean, it's it's therapy for a lot of people. I mean, you know, if you're just not feeling it, you know, rather than turning to something that's dangerous or damaging to you, give music a shot. You know, listen to something that, you know, would maybe transport you back, you back to happier times. Think of when you were happy. What were you listening to back then? You know, there's, you know, they have music therapy degrees out there. You know, there's doctors out there using music as therapy. There's a reason for that. You know, um, nature responds to music. Spirits respond to music. Uh, you can use it as a trigger object. Music is just, the world will be a horrible place without music in it. Sure. Yeah, you know, like you said, nature responding to music. I mean, they've shown where you know plants do actually respond to music, where they can grow better, they can wither, they can you know have shorter or longer lives depending on the type of music. Yeah. Uh, Mickey Dole is asking, does uh, Coyote Chris have a CD out? I don't believe so. That's a good thing. That's a good idea to say to him, though, yeah. because I mean, we will definitely bring it up and tell him where we got it because I think I think it'd be a good one. People be using it to meditate. I mean, it's just, I, I hear it's pretty, pretty, um, I hear it's pretty intense, this music. You know, like I said, I've never experienced it, but I've heard um, similar type music. I just haven't had the opportunity to hear his yet. So, yeah. Zen swears by it, though. Well, yeah, and he's always, and it's funny, he's always down there at Zen. He does a drum class. We just, we're never able to get down there yeah. when he's actually doing it. I work. So. We all, we work, you know. It's hard to break away for stuff like that. So maybe he's just going to have to make a house call or something. I don't know. Yeah, don't yeah. Know. But it's, it's um, you know, definitely, you know, with the beat of that drum, it's supposed to put you into that trance-like state that where you're able to connect with spirit um, people have used it in the past to be able to do, you know, like meditations mm -hmm. and things like that. So, um, yeah, it, it's one of those where I would love to go back into, you know, put me in a time machine, you know, put me in a place around like Stonehenge or um, some of those other locations where those things happened, you know, to be able to experience that and how these people were able to, I mean, because you, you're talking multiple things now where, you know, you, you have the, you have the drumming, you have the music, you have the, um, energy in there from the ley lines and, um, and, and all that where, I mean, imagine the stuff they're tapping into. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, Dustin Samaro say, Mike, that's why I love drums and passed my college class. Nice. Mm -hmm. Um, Tammy Heisman says, if I'm crying, the kids say, want to play rock band? They know what changes my mood. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's something, there's always, there's always music that, um, you know, if you're, you know, if you're down, that could bring you up. There's other music that if you're down can continue to bring you down. Right. You know, there, there's stuff like that, you know, sad love songs. If your heart broke in. Crap music. 
<laughs> you know, um, I'm sorry. Well, and you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be the first to admit, and I have no idea what my, you know, um, what my very uh, straight lined Catholic mother thought that when I was a, uh, a teenager and I'd get upset and I'd storm off to my room or whatever. That's right. The Motley crew came out and I'd crank up shout at the devil. So, <laughs> <laughs> that was my anger music. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, there's, there's mu- music for, for all moods for sure. For sure. Um, Spooky Dawn says country music depresses me. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. But if you play it in okay. reverse, <laughs> you get your truck back, you get your girl back, you get everything back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, I, I will say that the I don't listen to country. I don't. I don't quite care for it. But what I what I will say about country music is a lot of it does. It's story based, mm-hmm. you know. So you know, being a creative person and you know, enjoying stories. They, they do have some good stories. Um, I would say Queensryche with Operation Mind Crime is a lot bigger, more extensive story. <laughs> but that's just concept me. Album. So, concept uh, albums are good. Yeah. Bree Jones is saying, I did the same with Guns N' Roses and Metallica. Yep, there you go. There you go. I, I, th- I think everybody has, um, you know, a... a uh, a piece of music or a type of music or a band or what have you that whatever emotion they're feeling at the time that's their go-to you know and that's what they end up associating with um and, and to me it's 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 interesting how um that music can feed into emotions or you know you also have like and, and you like and maybe this is it because so, you like to go and experience live music, but you don't like to listen to a recording of live music. And I'm wondering if that's because when you go and you watch it live, you're able to feel the energy of the entire venue, and you can't do that in that recording. Yeah, it's it's a mixture of that, and it's also, uh, it loses, it doesn't sound the same a recording of a live you know show it just it just doesn't sound the same like it takes some of it out but the energy is a big is a big part of it um there's a lot a lot of energy especially like a rock shows and and stuff like that depends on the kind of rock music it is if you're at an 80s metal concert <laughs> you know i mean there's some happy people there yeah i like it well <laughs> but that's our scene so um donna gordon says if it touches us so whilst alive why not after we cross who says it doesn't after we cross because music used as trigger objects um whenever we would go on the boat on the golden rock we would play ragtime music sometimes and you could definitely feel the energy lift a little bit in there uh in the cafe Mm-hmm. We would play like big band swing music in there sometimes, just randomly, and it felt like the place was hopping in there. Well, so you remember, you know, we have it on video where I was playing. It was actually Epica, but it was like a real slow. It was a slow ballad. Um, it was just it was piano music and, and the girl singing. Um, 
which is why it's muted for that particular video. We have a golden round investigation video where this happens, and I mute, I mute the music uh, because of the the copyright. Um, but during that, you know, I'm sitting there, I'm trying to dance with Annie, you know, because she had blown my ear the first time I was there. Uh, but this is where you see that. Um, you know, we don't usually, we're very, very picky about orbs, <laughs> but you see this illuminated ball of light just float down through the screen, off screen to where Shauna was standing, because Shauna wasn't in the uh, the scene at the time, it was on me, and then all of a sudden, boom. Moment. What's that? I didn't want to intrude on the moment. Right, so you were- I didn't so want to be all like, girl, back off, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, this is my moment, back off, girl. You know, I didn't want that to happen. So. Right, no, 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 I get that. But while that was happening, that thing came at you. And then all of a sudden you were upset and you know, walked off to the side and you were crying. Yeah, but it wasn't, it wasn't me. You know, that was sad. I was fine. And I've heard that song before. And when you played it after, I was fine. You know, I just think... You know, maybe that song, it would have affected somebody who was coming over to tell me about it. Had to, that had to have been what it was. I, I certainly didn't see what came over on camera in real time. I did not see it. Um, there was just a split second right before it happened where I was like, hey, whoa, you know, mm -hmm. and then just all of a sudden, you know, I'm so sad, but, um, I mean, I was fine. You know, it wasn't my personal, something personal that was going on with me. It was definitely um, me picking up on somebody else. So. So some different comments down here in the chat. So the Haglin says, my hubby's a drummer and son plays guitar. Very cool. Musical family. Uh, Paranormal Buzz Radio says, I've had great experiences using live music, or using music, not live music, but using music as a trigger object. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, some shout outs to White Zombie down there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Bree Jones says, oh, Shauna, Colin James played Big Band, uh, Big Band Swing the other night in the theater. It was so awesome. Um, now this is interesting. B3 Airspace have a Wurlitzer organ in the house and cello, harp, and keyboards. Wow. Yeah. That's quite a collection. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to, I mean, throw the Wurlitzer out there and some of the, like, if the Goldenrod was still around, oh, yeah. that would be fantastic. But, um, like, in Frederick, Maryland, the uh, the Weinberg Center um, had uh, um, the uh, the Wurlitzer there. And so I would imagine playing that, um, because it, it's haunted as well, um, that would stir something up for sure. Um, so yeah, um, let's see, what else did I miss? Uh, there are some Deftones mentioned in there. Mm, <laughs> yeah, I love those guys. Yeah. So, um, so it's, it's funny. Everybody's throwing out their favorite bands right now. <laughs> um, but another thing that I find interesting you know, in, in associated with music and sound and, you know, we're talking about resonance, vibration, all of that. Um, there's a lot of speculation and I don't think it's unfounded because they've been able to do it with small things in a, in a lab situation, um, being able to move objects with sound and they're able to do it in a lab setting. There's a lot of speculation that some of our 
big ancient megalithic structures like you know the pyramids or Baalbek or what have you have been um, because there's almost no way to figure out how in the world they did it physically using Newtonian physics and all that um, you know how they really did these things some people have speculated being able to use sound uh, and vibration as a, a way to move these different things which would be a technology that we've lost a time how to use that and it kind of goes back to the the pyramids you know if that's a, a resonance chamber and things like that i mean i know it moves us emotionally right um it can certainly move things physically the military's has been researching sonic weapons you know you blast somebody enough with a sound wave it's going to knock them backwards i mean mm-hmm. hello marty mcfly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's rock and roll um but i I think i'm gonna i'm gonna throw in some jrr tolkien here um middle earth right okay i know it's fiction i know it's fiction but if you read his silmarillion which is basically the the creation of middle earth and the history of the elves and all that stuff his way that he had the the god of of that world uh create the world was through music he did it through music and you think at the back at the time that he was writing very conservative uh time in history you know it was very religious um didn't really want to buck the church sort of thing so i kind of almost wonder if you know he was kind of throwing out some clues you know, it's a fictional setting, but here's my theory, or maybe he stumbled across, you know, some knowledge or what have you and was letting us know, hey, music was part of the creation of the universe. I believe that. Believe I that. can get on board with that. <laughs> Donna Gordon, Middle Earth, Silmarillion lives, yes. Or Middle Earth lives, Silmarillion, yes, yes. Um, yeah, here you go, you like this, Greg Rinkin. Tammy, last concert I went to uh, with my dad had Firehouse in it. Ah, there you go. There you go. We, yeah. we, we saw them uh, a couple that years was ago. the last band I saw live. Mm-hmm. I don't get out much, but I was glad I got out for that one. I love Firehouse. I have been a fan of them for <laughs> They still sound years. exactly the same, unlike some other bands. Yeah, yeah. They they were, they're, they're always really good live. I've seen them like probably about three times now, maybe live they're a good life yeah yeah and he still got it cj still got it you know so uh tom mcnicholas how about tones so high in the dog range i feel that spirits may try to communicate to us in a higher range than we can't hear and that could very well be it could be that they are trying to speak with us and we just don't hear them because they're on a different wavelength that our ears can't hear yeah Right. So, <clears throat> and maybe maybe that's why dogs, cats, animals can hear them, maybe even see them. Um, but at least as far as the sound, be able to hear them, and maybe that's right. why all of a sudden you see the the ears perk up. You know, like you know, it could be just finding the right tone or whatever like with water how water works or like when you're listening to white noise how certain kinds of noise work you know so i don't know music 
I can, it's not that I can, certain types of music are playing. It, it depends on, you know, what we're using it for. Um, usually it's not that I can hear them better, but I can, I can feel their energy better. I can feel it, feel it more. Um, and whatever emotion, whatever they're feeling at the time, I can feel, you know, that changing depending on whatever the music is. So doesn't really help me hear their voices any clearer so it'd be cool to experiment with different yeah it, it, it would be interesting to get a little bit more into um using different types of research on our investigations i've kind of shied away from it because of the fact that we can't really film using it um it's kind of one of the downsides of filming almost everything that we do is there certain things that we we can't that that we don't do that maybe we normally would i mean that's that's a test that we would run but we wouldn't be able to film it because we couldn't throw it up on youtube because of copyright um and there's some other things that we've kind of backed off from or that we'll do maybe when we don't have the cameras rolling um so we have a question from robert mike do you feel music gives spirits energy as well I mean, if they're if they're able to associate with it, like you were talking the ragtime music um, on the goldenrod, I mean that would make sense. You know, just just think of you know the setting that you're in and try some different music. So you know, people have tried um, you know like kids songs and nurse and almost like maybe nursery rhymes or what have you, uh, where we know uh, children's spirits are present. Um, I mean, do some research, um, figure out you know, the spirits that you might be dealing with and what their ages might be in the era that they came from and then see what was popular for adults and for children back then. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why, I mean, not just music, but for other things that we always, you know, we like to research before we go into a location because it helps us with trigger objects. I mean, we usually talk about using the information as trigger objects. But if you're going to try to use music as a trigger object, yeah, you better know what type of music to bring in. Because, yeah, I I don't think that if you're going into a house from the 1800s, I don't think Motley Crue is going to cut it. No, I think back in the 1800s, you probably have stuff thrown at you if you play music like that. That's devil music right there. Well, it straight up is. (laughs) Shout at the devil. Come on Mm -hmm. now. But um, yeah, so so definitely do your research um, if you're going to use music as a uh, as a trigger object, which is a great trigger object, really. Because um, I, I think that music is universal. You know, it's you know, while we have all these different instruments that we use in order to produce it, it's that that wave, mm-hmm. it's that sound wave that um, you just need a receptor to be able to pick it up. That's our ears. Um, but even even if it doesn't hit our ears, this is kind of like the, the old, you know, if a tree falls in the woods, you know, doesn't make a sound. It's like, well, you know, it, it will. If somewhere along the way it hits my ear, yeah. I mean, even if it's minutely, you know, perceptible, you know, that sound wave is still traveling and you know basically kind of like ripples out um at some point along the way you know it'll hit something so um 
so yeah, the sound is universal. Music is a way in which we manipulate sound. So it makes me wonder. We'll, we'll throw we'll throw aliens out there. <laughs> I mean, come on, we put a we put a disc out there into the cosmos as Johnny B. Good on it and all kinds of other stuff. Um, so maybe that becomes a way if we interact with uh, another um, life form out there. Maybe it's through music. Maybe they're able to associate that. I mean, if we can use you know music to make a better plant. Maybe we can use music if we're not understanding speech. Maybe we can use music to be able to communicate to that life form. Hey, we mean no harm. We're being, you know, we're good. Don't you shout at the devil for that. No. <laughs> so, all right. What do you guys have down in here? We've got, we've got Led Zeppelin and Dokken and all kinds of <laughs> stuff thrown down there in the chat. Listen to Enigma Underground Radio. <laughs> You got all, all kinds of that. You got all that stuff on there. Yeah. Um, so. Um, Honor Girl Media isn't just about ghosts and books, you know. It's not. It's we not. We got some music too. So there, uh, see, Robert saying makes sense about the trigger object part. Um, yeah. And Donald Gordon saying, I've seen investigations that have had an increase in activity for music. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right. So. Carrie Parrish thrown down with some Elvis. First concert I ever went to when he was eight years old. Elvis. Wow. That's awesome. So, all right. Uh, Greg Rinkin, I can only imagine big band music at Mineral Springs, like Dave said. Yeah, that's something that Dave brought up last week, was mm -hmm. um, blasting the big band music up and down the hall, and uh, they would get activity from yeah. that. Um I know he's talked before about um, Pearl, mm -hmm. like what they think might be Pearl coming down as like a glowing orb. He doesn't believe a whole lot in orbs, but that's one where you've ac they've actually seen coming down. You know, so I could I could see that big band music all of a sudden like, hey, who's playing something yeah. down there and going and checking that out. So um, I don't know if we could talk them into doing some of that when we're there. I mean, people, they don't do it. Uh, that's so much anymore because people live there now hmm. um to have a few tenants you might give them a heads up and be like hey about this time we're gonna yeah. give this heads up yeah Bree Jones saying swing dance at mineral swing at mineral springs and that might be a way to do it because they have had um they have had uh music shows in there before mm -hmm. they've had bands playing I mean, shoot we had john down in there yeah you know during the paracon so I could see maybe having somebody come in, set up in the grand ballroom, you know, as like a, as like a dance. Right. And see what type of interaction is we're able to get, what type of activity we're able to get, you know, from just holding a dance. Mm -hmm. You know, not that I can dance swing, but. <laughs> I used to know how. Yeah. Yeah. I took, I took some dance lessons briefly. For all different kinds of nice, stuff. Nice. I never used it, but it was fun. It was fun. Fun fact, I took a hip-hop class once. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere. It's it's on Facebook somewhere. Somewhere on Facebook, there is a video of me dancing at the, at the little recital. 
I was in the back doing attempting stuff. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, wow. I should have said anything because somebody's going to go find it now and dig it up and comment yeah, on am. it and bring it right back to the forefront. Be like, oh, crap. Mm -hmm. It's um, it's not as good as that Bohemian Rhapsody video. <laughs> the Bohemian Rhapsody <laughs> one was fun. <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody. Now here, now here's I'm where drunk to do that one, though, right? This is where music brings people together. Yes, it can mm. bring drunk people together. <laughs> <laughs> it's my it's my go to for uh, for karaoke. So I I am not a very good singer. I really wish I could sing better because I have a lot of fun doing it. You know, um, so if if we're ever at a karaoke bar, you've never been to a karaoke bar with me. Um, no. and it's, and it's my turn. <laughs> I choose Bohemian Rhapsody because everybody gets into it. And so the spotlight isn't on me because the whole, the whole bar is singing Bohemian Rhapsody. So, um, it, it becomes a lot of fun for everybody and I don't have to worry about my singing. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Becky Castile says, uh, karaoke at Silcon, get Mike drunk, oh. check. <laughs> <laughs> Better have your camera ready. Yeah, I mean, I'll sing other stuff too, but that's always my, that's always my go-to because <laughs> it's just, it gets everybody involved and everybody has fun with it, so, yeah. Um, that's a little door, at least a Mike shaking his groove thing. <laughs> you do not want to see that. Um, it's, it's a little crazy. Um, what was it titled? Um, I, and that's from Tammy Heisman. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. It was years ago. Um, cause I was still living in Maryland the first time around. So it was like, I probably shouldn't say it was like one of my f first Facebook videos and I've been on Facebook for 10 years. So. I know this because Facebook told me so. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tim Schoen says, Mike does make a good DJ, though. Well, I do all right with that. I mean, Enigma Underground Radio. So, um, and, and see, that's a that's another one right there. We could, we could, Enigma Underground Radio. We have the Friday Night Haunting Hour. Mm -hmm. You know, all that haunting, chilling music that kind of puts you in a certain mood. I know that my iPod has some music on there that drives you nuts when it plays. <laughs> oh, I have mystery my, myst my mystery the jazz mystery music. Yeah. yeah, it's well, and then some of that is mixed into my uh, Rocks, Rock and More uh, playlist. So yeah, for my mystery writing, um, I would listen to like different types of uh, jazz or music that had been in... Um, you know, maybe some different mystery movies. I'll give you an example, like uh, Harlem Nocturne is uh, one of them. There would be some like Miles Davis in there. Sade would yeah. actually be in there. Times, like <laughs> on long car trips, whenever it's on shuffle or whatever, and be and listening pop in to like there, Molly yeah. Crew, and then the Queensrÿche would pop up, and then all of a sudden Sade, and I'd be like, yep. 
Or then there'd be like a, a small piece from the uh, Tex Murphy mystery game series from the 90s. And you would be like, I don't even know what this is. I don't even know what this is. <laughs> and it's like a little piece of jazz, like old, like MIDI style music from early 1990s games. Um, but see, I would play those games back then. And so it, <laughs> and because you're this, you know, private eye, then I'd be I'd get into the mood. But see, all all that is stuff that resonates with a certain side of you in order to put you into a certain... It, it, it has an effect on you. It has an effect. And that's kind of the point. Um, Donald Gordon, when we die and they want to contact us, Blair the crew. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I have... I need to actually officially put it in my will. Um, my, my daughter knows this and I, I've told you, so I guess you know this. So, um, silent lucidity. That's kind of one that I want. Silent lucidity. Um, home sweet home, Motley Crue. So blast the crew. Yes. Home sweet home at my funeral. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, Robert Hanna, Mike, do you get embarrassed singing karaoke? (laughs) Not, if you drink, so Not anymore. Probably. I mean, it was the, the first couple times that I did it. It was like, oh, my God, what am I doing? And yeah, get get a drink or two in me. <laughs> I, yeah. I sang. Um, I sang Karma Chameleon from a culture. Oh, club my God. At a drag club once. Wow. All right. Boy, George. Boy, George. Here. It was pretty cool now. I'm telling you, it was, was, and I was sober. So that leads us to the question between Vince and Razzle. If life or death situation gunned to your head, Boy George or Cyndi Lauper? Boy George. (laughs) Without question, boom, Boy George. Boy George, because his voice is easier for me to listen to. No, 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 they weren't talking about singing. (laughs) Oh, okay. They weren't talking about singing. Okay. Well, I don't do women, so I mean, <laughs> yeah, no. That was supposedly the conversation between Vince and Rousel when Vince had the car accident that killed Rousel, but they were debating on. And Rousel was like, "Well, it's got to be Cindy Lauper. She's got the right plumbing, but boy, George really knows how to handle." <laughs> yeah, I guess if I had to pick, if I just. Had to pick. It would still be Boy George, okay. even though I know he doesn't really bat for that team. But you know, right? I, I'd still have to. Still yeah, you got a, a few different. You got a Debbie O eight says Boy George. <laughs> yeah. Mickey Doll says Cindy. Dustin <laughs> uh, Samara's like, oh God, neither. Neither. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that and that's kind of the thing. Is like, so there's a gun take, to your head. You take the bullet, then. You take. You like take the bullet. One. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> we went off the deep end here. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> so back to music and spiritual energy. <laughs> uh, the, back to the drum. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if we have too much more. We kind of hit on the different areas that I really wanted to, you know, because we got into, um, you know, how music resonates with you, um, the shamanic drumming. Um, you know, we got into the travel of a sound wave, the, um, you know, the ancient, uh, structures that were built, you know, whether or not the earth was built with music, 
you know, um, there's a lot of things that I wanted to, to hit on. So, um, you guys can throw some questions, uh, down us in the chat or, or we can wrap up early. <laughs> yeah, that's always an option. Um, yeah, Cheetos for us. Too many Cheetos for us. I don't eat Cheetos, but okay. Oh God, now they're they're bringing out the Cindy Lauper time after time. No, 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 no. Girls just want to have fun. I don't like that song. <laughs> I think it's just until further notice. Her voice is just annoying to me. I mean, I'm trying to think. There was one that I was okay with. I can't think of the name of it right now. Um. But you're you're talking back in the '80s, in any case. Um, I like she bop. She bop. That's got kind of a cool little <laughs> instrumental thing. But even then, I I'm just not a fan of her voice at all. <laughs> so. well, it was a little too high pitched and whiny. I don't like whiny voices. Yeah. Just why you don't like Vince Neil? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I like. I have like a handful of Molly Crew songs that I like, um, even though Vince is singing them. Um, but his voice, I just, I just can't listen to it for too long, and everything sounds the same. And I did like John Karabi, and I, I just liked him better. I'll say that that was an underrated album, I mean, because of all the flack that they caught, because Vince was out, John Karabi was in, so it became a very underrated album. But it had a lot of good music on it. It was just, it was a, uh, it was a different album uh, for them. Different feel, a lot grittier. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it, it definitely sounded different with uh, John at the lead vocals. And you had an extra guitar in there as well. Yeah. So it added a lot more layers to it. It was a good album, but, um, you know, ultimately, you know, the crew comes down to those four guys. Yeah. So. Um, so, oh, okay, uh, singing bowls. Um, do you think, as they say, can draw spirits in, and do you think that's because some of the tones can reach that higher tone we can't hear, but they can? What do you think? Yeah, I think, uh, the singing bowl, I think the tones, you know, or as it travels out, you know, it's putting energy in the air just, just by the way that the tone is being created. You know, you're creating energy to make the tone. So, yeah, I, be I believe, I, I think those are very, um, I've heard them one time. I, I would like to hear them a lot more. I would like to see them used a lot more because I really love the sound that well, they make. It's too bad you weren't able to make the, um, the last Paracon that, um, up in Iowa, the uh, Psychic and Paranormal um, expo that Kelly McCarville put on yeah. up there uh, because there was that there were I think a couple people walking around with them and they were doing the singing bowls a lot. Yeah, like um, on the boat, uh, Barbara, the boat historian, used to use bells. Oh sure, bells. Yep. And yeah, she used those a lot whenever she was on there. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I would think um, the bells, especially in some place like a boat, that you know bells have a significance. Mm -hmm. You know that, that would um, again you're using it as a trigger object, um, as a musical instrument. Sure. Um, I, I guess it all depends on what those spirits specifically resonate with. 
you know, um, you know, the, the singing bowls, uh, the higher pitched, I mean, possibly, I mean, I mean, you'd have to uh, sit there and observe the activity that may or may not happen after using one. Um, <coughs> you know, I think that they can see and hear us anyway. Um, but maybe because they're on a different plane of existence, maybe um, it resonates with them in a different way. You know, so it it would uh, take some additional research. Um. Mickey says that uh, she likes to ring the bells. <laughs> and Evanescence can make Donna cry. <laughs> yeah, her voice is... And it depends on what she's singing, but there's some songs out there that, that she sings that Amy Lee's voice is just really powerful. Yeah. Um, Tammy Heitzman, those glasses with water and going around the rim to make sounds. Um yeah, I mean, basically like that, but the, the bowls, um, you don't need water in the bowls. You know, they're different sizes, they're different widths. Um, yeah, I mean, but it's the same concept as the the waters with uh, the waters, the glasses with water. <laughs> it's the same concept. Um, yeah, and I've seen people make like, you know, you know, crazy good music with the different uh, glasses of water. It's like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's really some interesting stuff. Um, Donna's saying I've seen uh, some investigators use bells or the bulls at the start of seances. Yeah, yeah, they use that a lot. Of, I've I've seen bells probably more often than the uh, than the bulls, but yeah, definitely. Um, you know, and then there's a lot of um, there's a lot of um, I'm gonna say. I mean, well, you have your religious rituals that use bells for certain things. There's a lot of different superstitions concerning bells. Um, you know, it and it all has to come back to that, you know, supernatural, spiritual realm that, that all those all those bells mean certain things, like uh, ringing the bells at a certain time or to initiate something or even to end something or, uh, you know, it's you, you could go down into you could probably have like a whole bell episode and what all of those different things are supposed to mean at the different times of day and at different spots within the ceremony and, um, and yeah, all of that. So um, what is that? There's a question here. Let me scroll back up. Um, do you think they were ghosts is from Robert. Do you think they were ghosts as well when they see us? I guess I missed the beginning of this. So if, the, if there's a... Oh, okay. So Donna kind of broke it down a little bit. Per Robert, do you think spirits see us as spirits as well? That is a good question. So I know that's kind of the premise of the others. Which is a great movie, mm -hmm. um, and it, it really does make you think about that whole idea of you know, do ghosts or spirits see us as ghosts? Um, you know, Andrea Perrin in her uh, in her books, she has a, a great um, story where they basically witnessed you know ghosts sitting at a uh, at a dining room table, and they turned to look at her, and I think it was her mother, and you know, they looked at, at them like they were the ghosts. Like, well, would you look at that? You know, um, you know, I've talked about that 
shadow person before at Johnny V's, you know, where I walked into the kitchen and it took off like I scared it, you know, did it possibly see me as the ghost, you know, um, maybe. I've even, I've even asked, you know, on investigations where I was talked to, it's like, you know, when you, when you see me, you know, do you see, you know, like the color of my skin, you know, do you see the color of the clothes I'm wearing? Or do I have any color at all? Can you see through me? You know, can you not see me, but you can hear my voice? You know, all the different ways that you can see and hear and perceive somebody. You know, and you just ask. You know, you don't always get, you don't always get answers. But um, there has been a time whenever I've asked what color I'm wearing and gotten a color. So I know sometimes they can see you. Um but I, I don't know if it's like that all the time, you know, every time. I don't know if conditions have to be favorable. As sometimes um, I'll see, you know, full-blown people in color. Sometimes they look just kind of um, like they're supposed to have some color, but they don't. Sometimes I see just, you know, sometimes just shadows. So I don't know. I don't know what conditions have to be favorable for me to be able to see what I see, but I don't know. I don't know the rules at all. It just, whenever it happens, it happens, and it surprises me every single time. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Carrie Parrish says, bells uh, actually soothe the spirits. I'm sure they're definitely soothing for some spirits. Um so let's see, Donna, the whole stack time theory, all interrelated. Well, you know, very well could be. I know I've talked about that before. Um, I won't get deep into that here. Um, I'll do a whole separate episode of that. Um, but yeah, that, you know, that theory, you know, that possibly everything is happening concurrently at the same time. And um, when we, like when we see a ghost, when we see a spirit, you know, from our time frame. And they're from another time frame that for some reason there is some sort of echo going on, some sort of overlap with, with those two specific periods of time at that, uh, at that location. So um, it, it's basically a, a, a type of space-time theory, which is interesting. Um, yeah, so... So WA is making comments about <clears throat> crystals and uh, tuning forks. And see, that's another thing um, where this plays, you know, can play into it, using a tuning fork or using, because crystals, you know, crystals have, um, they have electric properties and like quartz. I mean, we use quartz in, you know, a lot of electronic components. Um, so they certainly resonate on different frequencies, you know, much like, I mean, I actually have tried it before using a uh, old quartz guitar tuner that I had and using that on an investigation to see if we could get anything that maybe um, the spirits would resonate at a level that this guitar tuner could pick up on it. You know, it made sense to me, you know, yeah. that, that maybe some sort of sound or... You know, maybe if it was trying to talk to us, they would be able to pick up on that. So. And I haven't heard too many people trying to use a guitar tuner on an investigation, but it was it was one of those, 
you know, it, you know, it's an analog device. It wasn't some sort of, you know, one of the digital gizmos they have these days. Or, or these days, you can you can tune your guitar on your cell phone. Um, no, this was an old school court, uh, quartz based guitar tuner. Yeah, go old school sometimes. Keep it simple. Less confusing. Yeah. Uh, Becky Castile saying, I usually have a quartz with me in Dowsing Rods. Very cool. Um, so Donna Gordon says, your theory on the, the stack time theory makes sense to her on so many levels. Very cool. Well, I'm, I'm glad that one does. I've tried to explain that. And there's times where I try to explain to people and I, you know, their eyes glaze over. And I'm like, okay, I'm not do, very, doing a very good job. So um, one of these days, I'll delve a little bit more uh, deep into that and make it make a little more sense um yeah um yeah wo8 likes that one with the guitar tuner <laughs> thinking outside the box yeah it was it was different i was i was just trying to experiment you know and as a paranormal investigator since this is so hard to prove anyways you might as well try and uh-huh. do some different things so i don't know i might have to dig that up oh no i threw that away years ago yeah yeah, I did get rid of that a while ago. So, unfortunately. Um, yeah, Tim O'Hart's been saying I, I could see that working. Um, they use them on portals. Um, okay. Cool. Um, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. I mean, it's, we're almost at the hour mark. And I don't want to just, you know drag it out for the sake of dragging it out you know um <coughs> cool so let's go ahead and get down to um did we have any super chats we did have some super chat super chat super chat superstars for tonight trucker david y and dustin samario did i miss dustin's because he said come on shauna sing a tune <laughs> did i miss that completely i guess because i don't remember you saying that yeah yeah okay we'll sing something no 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 it's too late i don't say anymore no i don't say anymore i'm not gonna sing you guys can forget that action (laughs) all right so let's get to the um let's get to the shout outs donna thank you for cheshire catting the chat absolutely appreciate that and um let's get down to all right our participants for the evening there's becky castillo thank you becky and uh by the way guys uh silicon um this september so be there or be a square so always a good time yeah yeah let's we'll have a good time at silicon uh creatrix corvus arts that's mickey dole thank you mickey debbie 08 thank you very much as well and thanks for all the questions guys uh eq eq thanks for joining us again greg rinkin thank you Little Dort Lisa, thanks for joining us tonight. Paranormal Buzz Radio, thank you as well. There's Robert Hanna, thanks for all the questions. Tammy Heitzman, uh, The Haglin, uh, musical family there, The Haglin. Uh-huh. And uh, Tim Schoen, thank you all very, very much. Now, who did we miss? See, there's Bree Jones, yeah. Carrie Parrish. There's Adam Tillery coming out of lurker mode. ask if he was lurking or not. Yep, yep. Um, there's Katie Palmer, hello. Um... And there's Tom McNicholas. See, Tom McNicholas wasn't list, listed in the participants. What the heck is up with that? Um, so this is a good time to mention deep down the rabbit hole Patreon patrons, which are 
Uh, Tom McNicholas, B3 Airspace, Zippy Davis, BD Flynn, Pamela Queen, Joe Chandler, Andrew Cox, and Dustin Samario. Thank you all very, very much for being deep down the rabbit hole, Patreon patrons. Yeah, sounds like we might have another one coming on. You mentioned that. Yeah. Well, if he already did, then you want to say? David Wine. Thank you, David Wine. Thank you joining the team. Appreciate that. So there's uh, Samuel Hall. Yeah, yeah. Good to see you out there, Samuel. Um, always great when uh, our old friends can uh, join us out here. So, all right. So um, that is it for tonight. Um, next week, next Tuesday, we have uh, archaeologist Dr. Heather Lynn returning to Edge of the Rabbit Hole. Her new book, Evil Archaeology, is coming out. Um, I think it's this week I'd, I'd, I'd have to see but it's it's supposed to be out by the show so it might already be out i missed um, it last time so i don't miss <coughs> you it missed time. it last time yeah. um yeah it was a really good show a really interesting talk um and uh if you can pick up evil archaeology um she did actually interview me for a, a small section in the book so um so that was pretty cool uh, and, and she always has some really really interesting stories so uh check that out next week on edge of the rabbit hole all right, guys, you have a great night. See you next time.